The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hi, everybody, and thanks for tuning in on week two. We're really excited to have everyone back and to have all of our guests coming in today. Um, it's an absolute privilege to have the two women that we do have on our show as our guests today, as well as my five good-looking male co-hosts. Thanks for joining us, everybody. <laughs> um, we're really excited because this week we're talking about mental health, and mental health is kind of a big topic, and it's affecting a lot of people around the world, especially our youth. Uh, something scary when you talk about the negative effects of mental health. Mental health and uh, suicide right now are the second leading causes of death in teens and people from ages 15 to 24, and that's heartbreaking. Uh, so we're going to focus on that this episode, and, and I just want to thank everyone for joining us. I'm really excited because Kev's tuning in from Australia as well. Hey, Kev, are you out there? Hey, Brandy, good morning. Good morning, or good evening. <laughs> I have no, I, no idea what time it is, actually. Yeah, I just... I try and go to bed when the sun goes down and see if I can get back on the right time. But it's great to be here again with you. Where are you, Brandy? You're not in Vancouver either anymore, are you? I'm in Las Vegas for a few days. Uh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> nice. Well, hey, I um, I know this is such an exciting thing, and we've got all our awesome guys with us on, on the line here too. And I just, you know, so that our listeners get kind of more of an understanding of, of how all this came about because it's really an incredible story and, and a journey for you. You and I have known each other for a long time now and uh, we both worked in youth work and um, have such a passion for seeing kids achieve their ultimate uh, potential with their gifts and talents and abilities. But I just wanted you to take a minute so that our listeners know um, just kind of how the whole teen wealth thing got started and, and what the you know, what really inspired you to get it going? Because I know today is such a, a huge um, uh, topic for you. You're so passionate about the whole mental health issue as well. For sure. Well, um, yeah, I mean, Global Teen Wealth started because we need to do impact people on a greater level. But for me, it was a very personal journey. Uh, when I was 12 years old, um, a boy in my class was killed in a, in a freak gun accident. And Someone asked me to recite a poem that I had um, at the memorial, and I was so busy worried about my personal self-esteem and how I was going to look in front of 700 people um, that I almost didn't, didn't go through with it. But I read the poem, and everyone came up after and said, thanks, your words helped. And I realized that it wasn't people watching me and judging me and going, oh, what's she going to say? What does she look like? And at 12, I mean, I was still struggling a lot with my own self-esteem stuff, but I realized then at that day that I... I wanted to maybe do that for the rest of my life. And then I had a speaker come to my high school 
Uh, his name's Alvin Law, and he's definitely one of my heroes. He was born uh, without arms. And when I was a little punk, 15, 16 in high school, he came in to give a motivational speech, and he walked into the gymnasium where we were all not paying attention. And he was there, and he picked up with his feet, with his toes, two drumsticks and started playing the most amazing drum riff ever. And then he put them down, and he looked at us, and I felt like he was looking directly at me. And he said, if I can do this with what I have, what can you do with what you have? And that was the moment that I went home and I told my family that I knew what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And uh, I know several people in my high school, my friends, uh, that struggled with mental, mental illness, um, bulimia, for example, anorexia, uh, depression, anxiety. We all have a little bit of some of those things, but I knew people that were going through it severely. And um, one of my closest people in my entire life, a family member of mine, also uh, went through some great struggles and watching my parents and my family and everyone struggle to, to, to fight to help uh, this situation was, was really hard. And, and then I looked around and there were millions of other people that were going through the same thing. And it's heartbreaking to watch a parent uh, worry about a child or a child look at you and say, I don't know how I'm doing or if I'm going to survive today or tomorrow. So that's when that became my true passion. And I knew that I didn't have any experience in that. So I decided instead of uh, going to university and learning the, learning the terminology, I'd spend 10 years basically traveling the world and trying to figure out what, what makes different people and different brains tick. And uh, through that, I've been able to help some people. Having someone call you up and say, I had a rope around my neck and was depressed and I, I was going to take my life and then your face flashed in front of me. So I didn't do it. That's... Uh, that's why I'm here, and that's why we're going to build up Teen Wealth to be something that we have so many millions of kids around the world that it's never going to stop. Absolutely, and I can hear your voice breaking already. I know you well enough to know how, how much of a, an impact this has had on your life, and um, some of our listeners may not know who Brandy England is yet, but you will, because Brandy, the stuff that you have uh, planned is amazing and, and just so proud and honored to be a part of it with you so and I know everybody else is as well so I just wanted our listeners to to hear a little bit of your story and we'll I know we'll hear more of it each week but um what you're doing is incredible and uh um what you've accomplished already and what you want to accomplish is amazing so we're all excited to be on this journey with you thanks Kev I appreciate it it means the world to me to have you guys here um as a part of this journey um, that's why I'm really excited to welcome our very first guest. Um, Stacy, are you out there? I'm here. I'm here. Hi, Stacy. Um, so just so everyone knows a little bit of your background, Stacy is incredible. Um, she has achieved a multitude of things in her young life already. Um, and the way that I connected with her was through the project Art with Impact. And um, Carrie's going to be on a little bit later talking more about that. But right now I want to talk to Stacy about her documentary that she made called The Blind Stigma. Uh, Stacey, could you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, so um, The Blind Stigma is a documentary and it chronicles the lives of five people, including myself, on their trials and triumphs with mental health. I, in 2011, I moved to Vancouver to pursue my acting career and while I was there, I guess, the pressure I put on myself to succeed by a certain age, I started to get anxiety, and I was I was very ignorant to the fact of, as to what anxiety is. And um, so when I was diagnosed with it, I was I was I was really scared. And for the first time in my life, I felt like I I couldn't control my body, I couldn't control my mind and my thoughts. 
I should reiterate that the Blind Stigma focuses on mental health within the black community because I am, I'm of Caribbean descent, African-Caribbean descent, and in my community, it's, it's, it's a big elephant in the room that you do not talk about. Mental health is deemed as something that's spiritual and something that can be cured by either drinking tea or reading your Bible, and by no means am I denouncing my religion or anything, but I felt like there was a time... There comes a time when if there's a doctor for your physical being, then there should be a doctor for your mind as well. And so this documentary was really uh, a cry out from my struggles with anxiety. And then I got into, my anxiety spiraled into depression, which was like suicidal depression. And I just wanted to give a voice to African Canadians living with mental health to say, you know what, you're not alone. And um, this idea this little idea, my little story, and the fact that I got four other people that were going through similar stuff, experienced mental health issues as well, to come on board and talk about it, it really blossomed into the poster film for mental health amongst black Canadians right now. It's done so well, and and people were just impressed and, and just basically saying thank you for giving a voice to mental health because if you do statistics, it's not shown with African Canadians because we're scared to go and seek help. We don't talk about it, you know? So that's, that's a little bit of intro into, into me and how I came about making, making this film. That's, that's, that's amazing. Wow. That's awesome. Um, I just, how could you, how could you differentiate, uh, at least tell us what, what, the difference between what you see in other cultures. Do you, do you notice things in other cultures that, that are similar to this? Or is it just specifically within the black community that there's these different stigmas to this? That's, that's the thing. When I was doing this film, oh my God, the flood doors that opened to so many people from different races and different cultures that were saying, thank you for doing this. It's a stigma in the Jewish community. It's a stigma in the, in the Indian community. It's a stigma in the the one that surprised me the most, the Italian community, it's a stigma everywhere. So it was, it was really refreshing to see because making this film, I, I learned so much on mental health. Overall, the community deemed me as a mental health advocate. And I, at first, I didn't really accept that role because I know accepting that role comes with a responsibility. And I wanted to make sure that I was trained enough and I had the knowledge enough to say, you know what, I, I'm, I'm going to, this can go on my resume and I can say mental health advocate. How, what the film has done and how it has gotten people talking, CAMH reached out to me. CAMH, as you know, is the largest um, center for mental health and addiction in Canada, period. And they reached out to me and they've hired me to go into um, different communities and, and um, community centers and really teach along with two other professionals, obviously, on stigma, recognizing stigma and trauma. So it's opened up, uh, it's opened up a flood of doors. And, and, the, and the funny thing is about this film, it's not even just recognized as a documentary about mental health in the black community. It's just recognized as a voice for mental health, finally. Like, like you know, it's like, finally, we have something like this that, that not only just shows the struggles that someone goes through, but it shows the triumphs as well. Because I wanted to give anybody going through mental health and facing any mental health issues, I just wanted to let them know that they're not alone. And there is a rainbow after your storm. There is. It's there, and, and, and you can reach it. 
I love how you've described oh. that, um, a rainbow after the storm. It's, if there's one piece of advice that you could give to a young person out there that's afraid to speak up, what would you say to them? I would say, I would say honestly, find someone that you trust. And, and, and from there, you start sharing what's going on. And if you don't or don't have anybody right now that you feel like you can trust, write it down. To me, the more you talk about what's going on, it's the more you're letting out, I don't like to say toxins, but it's really true. You're letting out these toxins out of your body. The more you talk about it, the more you're releasing it, the more you're like, it's okay, I'm going through this. And most importantly, most importantly, those of you that are listening, you are not alone. And it doesn't come with a face, it doesn't come with a culture, it doesn't come with an age, it doesn't come with a gender. It, it, it just, it, it, it comes and it's there. And I just want you to know that you're not alone. There's so many people in the world that are going through the same things that you are going through. You know, so I will definitely say um, talk to somebody and then find resources in your community because it's there. It, it, it's, it's honestly there. Sometimes we don't think it's there, but it's there. There are resources in your community, in your city that you can go to and you can seek professional help as well. But really and truly talk about it. Oh, I appreciate that so much. I just want to, um, could you give everyone um, your links? Um, I know I know you're on Twitter and Facebook. Could you just give them that? So if they want to follow you and find out more about the awesome things you're doing, they can follow you. And then we're going to go to a quick break uh, just for everybody. Okay, sure. Um, so my name on Twitter, it's Stacey M. Buchanan, but it's S-T-A-C-Y-N-B-U-C-H-A-N-A-N. On Twitter, you can find, on Instagram, rather, you can find me at Stacey M. Buchanan. So it's S-T-A-C-Y-A-N-N-B-U-C-H-A-N-A-N. And Facebook is the same thing, except my name is now changed to Polidor because I got married. And so it's Stacey M. Polidor, but brackets, you'll see formerly Stacey M. Buchanan. And also, most importantly, follow the blind stigma. It's on Twitter, it's on Instagram, and it's on Facebook, and it has its own website. You can see everything about the blind stigma. I also want to say, um, too, before I go, that I want to thank everyone for their support with this film because of the the positive message that's going on about the film and the reviews and the retweeting and stuff. Bell Canada actually reached out to me, and I was one of the people that shared your story for Bell Let's Talk that was featured. So really amazing amazing. things that are happening. We're going to upload all of your links um, so that you can find Stacy out there, too, to our website. So thank you so much, Stacey. It's been an absolute privilege, and we look forward to promoting you. And congratulations on those awards that you've been winning. We're looking forward to more from you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in a couple of minutes right after these commercials. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. 
And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Families today face unique challenges. Marriage, parenting, and family forms have changed a lot in the last century. Family Matters with Dr. Virginia Collin will focus on building and maintaining healthy family relationships. We will discuss marriage, divorce, family mediation, parenting, lifestyles, and mental health. All kinds of family matters. Our show will feature guest experts and your participation, too. You can listen to Family Matters live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm here with Brandy England, the host of Global Teen Wealth. Brandy, how are you doing today? Really good, thanks, Jeff. Good. <laughs> you having fun so far? Always. Stacy's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's fun, isn't it? Uh, I'm so excited about how we're going to help all our teen listeners and everybody else. Right now, we've got uh, we've also got Evan Oglesby from uh, well, not Atlanta, Georgia. Where are you? Just outside of Atlanta, Evan? Yes. Tacoa, Georgia, about an hour north of Atlanta. Oh, cool. All right. Well, I love the accent, too. But Evan used to play in the NFL. He played for Baltimore Ravens, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, my team, the Dallas Cowboys. Love it. Um, I'll forgive you for the other two teams you played for, which was Baltimore and you played for the Dolphins, right? Kev, you better be careful. The host over here is a uh, Ravens fan. She's pretty diehard. Uh Oh, Uh -oh. (laughs) well, we can start getting into a, a war here on the radio, but... Um, Evan, how are you, man? Man, I'm great. I'm great. How about yourself? Good stuff. Yeah, good, man. I'm in Australia, so I think it's it's pretty cool that we have this ability to. We're all over the place, and we're we're all coming together to help uh, help youth, and and uh, I just think this is so exciting. So, Evan, um, we're talking about mental health today, and and uh, I know you've got a kind of a, a cool story you wanted to share. So, um, yeah, how. Just go for it. What do you got? Um, well, first of all, I'm kind of, you know, glad that you know, this topic is kind of springing forward now. And, um, you know, as a young, you know, black male growing up in a small town with minimum resources, uh, I guess I had a different world than everyone. Um, when I was introduced to kindergarten, uh, I was like I was just around all white kids all the time. And it kind of bothered me because... I didn't know that world, you know, I come from a household with one parent and then all my friends, you know, at shows and things, they had both of their parents there. So that kind of bothered me. Um, and then that was kind of around the time that Michael Jackson was actually, you know, um, you know, changing his skin color. So it was like, maybe I wanted to change mine too, to be able to have a different lifestyle. Oh, wow. 
So it kind of bothered me growing up of who I really was with the, you know, uh, with my surroundings. But, um, you know, as I got older, um, it was kind of rough because, again, I didn't have the things my friends had. Um, as I turned teenagers, you know, my friends driving cars and things like that, and, you know, I didn't have a car. So it was like real, really mentally tough of, you know, um, how do I get that? You know, I, I would like to have a family that kind of supported my dream. Not saying that my parents didn't. They did the best they could. I love her to death. But, you know, it was just something that was inside of me that kind of bothered me. And I actually, I kind of channeled that into my motivator. Um, I actually kind of gained an understanding of who I was and, you know, my self-worth, and I actually wanted to do something about it. Um, fortunately enough, you know, uh, I went off to college and, um, made a name for myself in, at the collegiate level and played five seasons in the NFL. And um, it was just a, a kind of hard growing up, just kind of finding myself. You know, I didn't have anyone to really lash out and talk to about a lot of my mental problems. I, I really, like you say, you really don't talk about those things in the black community. But I was just glad I was able to overcome a lot of those challenges I had to still live out my dream. That's why... I actually moved back to my hometown and opened up Evan Oglesby Center where I teach kids about self-worth, empowerment, and then I kind of show them guidelines and pathways to reach their dreams and goals. So it's actually uh, turned into my motivator. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, like, Evan, a lot of people would look at your life and say, wow, you made it, you, you know, you, you lived the dream, you played in the NFL, the guy's got it all. But it's amazing to hear your story where, where you really struggled with probably a lot of thoughts of insecurity and, and, um, and, and I don't know if depression was a part of that or whatever, but did you ever feel like it was, you know, it was your fault that you were in that position? You're looking at other people comparing yourself to their lives. Well, I didn't never look at it as my fault. I was just always wondering why, you know, like yeah. why I didn't have those things, like, you know, why my father wasn't around and you know what I mean? Like, you know, I come after a game and my friends have their dads give them high fives. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have that. So I was like, you know, why don't I have those things? And mm-hmm. again, you know, as growing up, I just got older. I always said that, you know what, my son or my kids will never have to feel like this. They gonna always have their dad supporting them and, you know, being able to just, you know, having a presence in in their lives. So, I mean, it actually taught me, you know, to be a better person and a well-rounded person. Yeah. So so really quickly then, how did you, like, you're going through all this, and I know tons of our listeners must be going through the same kind of thing with with single parents or, or feeling like their parents don't care or aren't around or whatever. So how did you get through that? Um, I mean, I had a loving mother and grandmother. Um Really, you know, they did their they did their best, and I wanted more for them. I wanted to give them a life that they never had, you know, and be able to do things with them that they probably never been able to experience. And I'm I'm an ambitious person. I love working hard. I love you know working hard at something that I I see a, a big outcome. And um, you know, I just channel that to my motivation uh, to to be successful. You know. When I first went off to college, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to come back without adding value to my family's name. 
you know. And just by the grace of God, I was able to make it to the NFL, you know. That wasn't my original goal, but that was the outcome. <laughs> it's nice when you accidentally end up in the NFL, isn't it? Uh, yes, it's kind of cool. Kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Brandy, you've known Evan for a long time, and, and Evan, I think I think you're amazing, and what you're doing is is really um, so incredible. So congratulations on everything so far, and, and, you know, we're all in this together. Love what you're doing. Brandy, I mean, <laughs> this guy's amazing. Love that you brought him on. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited. He, he, yeah, he's, he's doing some pretty phenomenal things at his center, and I can't wait to uh, help him go around the world. Evan Oglesby Centers of America w- and, and all over the world would literally empower millions of young people. So that's the goal and that's yeah. what I'm striving for. And I really like to hear that because mental health, mental illness, all these different things, your mental health is everything. It's not just the things that we talk about, like you hear schizophrenia and bipolar and depression in the media. It's everything. It's about how you feel about your self-worth and what we put into our bodies and what we get out of it and the stigmas related to it and how we all have to just accept that we're all going through some tough stuff. And, and if we all share Absolutely. our stories, maybe maybe we can all relate. So um, I do want to set the kids up for some financial success as well. I know everybody likes money and that plastic card that people <laughs> get handed. <laughs> um, can be kind of scary and foreboding, but I know a lot of young people out there listening might want a tip or two for some finances. So I know Grant's out there, and I'm sure Kevin's got a couple questions for him. Uh, we got about yeah, yeah, well. till the break, just so you guys know as well. How much did you take, Brandy? Okay, great. Four minutes to the break. Four minutes. All right, Grant, you there? Four minutes. Yes. Yes. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> How is it going, Grant? Oh, good. It's a uh, little rainy and cold up here in Vancouver, but it's uh, not too bad. Oh gosh, I look like a lobster. It's like forty degrees here in Australia, so Yeah. I'm sorry. No one's feeling sorry for me. Well, Grant, you've got like three and a half minutes to fix all our teenagers' financial problems. So um, you know, with thirty seconds to spare, I'm sure. But um you know, like I remember growing up as a as a kid, I wasn't never I was never thinking long term. I wasn't thinking like how to, you know, I need to save up money. My first job was when I was like 15 or something. And, and you know, I just, I just wanted to get to the weekend. I wanted to have fun with my friends, maybe take a little road trip or, you know, whatever. It wasn't like long term. So um, like Brandy was saying, you get these little, these little gold plastic cards and you think all your money problems are solved. But that definitely comes with a consequence, doesn't it? Something called credit, and that can be good or bad. And um, I know, like, Grant, you and I were talking earlier, and you said a lot of adults don't even understand about credit, um, or a good chunk of them. So it's especially important for our teen listeners to get started now, isn't it? So can you explain a little bit about credit, why we should even care? Yeah, well, credit is such a... You know, a lot of times people don't understand it until they need it. And, and if they've had some bad habits, um, then it's really tough to get. So um, there's always going to be many times in a person's life you might want to apply for a large loan or, or various credit cards for, you know, whether you're on a, actually a vacation and you, you want to extend your credit limit um, so you have extra funds, uh, buy a car, boat, recreation vehicle, purchase a home, an investment property, uh, start a, a business, expand a business or, or for family emergencies. Um, if you don't take care of your credit, it's going to cost you. 
uh, you'll either run into roadblocks uh, anytime you apply for the credit, or in, and if you can get some credit, um, you're going to end up paying higher fees and a higher interest, which is going to, you know, in turn uh, have a higher monthly payment, right? So um, it's very important to sort of get on track and to sort of um, uh, make sure that um, you follow the right steps and, and uh, so when you do need credit, you won't be denied. Right. Yeah. Well, then we used to say, too, you schedule your pain, right? You're either going to pay for it now or you're going to pay for it later, and it costs a lot less now, doesn't it? So, like, what you're saying is it's important to get that credit on track. So tell us how our listeners can actually start getting good credit, um, you know, start thinking about that now, even if they're in, in high school or junior high school, um, how they can, and you know, start pointing their path of financial freedom. Yeah, the first thing a teen needs to do is, is find out um, what is the age of majority, so, which is the age they are no longer considered a minor uh, in the province, state, or territory that they live in. And in most uh, province, states, and territories, that age is 18. So secondly, when they want to go apply for you know, a credit card or loan, they have to, to realize that every time you apply for a credit card, uh, the, the providers and the national credit agencies um, see that you're applying, and, and any time you make a payment, they see if you're making the payment on time or you're missing a payment. It's like you're, you're constantly being tested, but you're actually being scored. It's like you're being scored right. on a monthly basis based on your habits um, from your existing right. credit providers and to, to make sure that you're not paying your, your payments late, whether it's 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 120 days, et cetera. The so, Grant, systems in, yes. sorry, are you, are you telling me that even once these young people get out of high school, there's still tests, maybe they don't see them every day, but there's still testing that goes on for the rest of your life? Because I thought <laughs> they might think it's over after well, high school. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But the beauty is I can give you all the answers to the test. Right, so it's not really a test if you do your homework and sort of of uh, either be in touch with somebody that can help you, so you don't go down the the the, the bad path um, to begin with, um, or you know to make sure that you're coached before you get that first credit card. So it's not like woohoo, I'm now it's time for me to go out and spend. You sort of understand the consequences and start those good habits right away in your life. That will, will go through all your life for the next 20, 40, 60, 80, you know, 70, 80 years, right? That's awesome. I really appreciate it. I wish you. I would have met you 20 years ago, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. And I know he's actually putting together a book for young people out there that's going to really help them. So uh, thanks a lot, Grant. I really appreciate your, your money tips every week. And, and I also wish I'd met you about 18 years ago. Uh, we do have to go to commercial, but I'm really excited because up next we're having Carrie from Artworth Impact come in and talk to us a little bit about mental health as well. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you want to expand the legacy that you leave behind? Get the inspiration you need by hearing from others who are doing just that. Listen for Your Why with host Nelina Varinas. 
The show features amazing guests who have saved lives, helped others, and brought forth hope to others around them. By hearing their stories, you can make some stories of your own. Your Why can be heard every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, gosh, we've got so many exciting stories and so much great content on here. Um, I'm really excited to welcome back Carrie. Um, she was with us for a few minutes on the very first episode. She's the founder of Art with Impact. Uh, she's come back because mental health is a huge part of everything that she does. So she's going to tell us a little bit more about what she does. Hi, Carrie. <laughs> Hi there. Thanks for having me back. Glad to have you. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess I'll just start with a little intro about myself and sort of what led me into Art with Impact and getting this work going. Um, my, my story is that I've always been an artist. I was a musician growing up. My mom is a musician. I played piano starting when I was five. I sang in choirs. When I was in high school, I discovered photography and was just totally blown away with the potential for visual storytelling. Um, then I got, so I got a, in college, a BFA in photography, and then I decided that I wanted to work forever in the arts, and I, my master's is in arts management. And so my background really comes from the art side, and what led me into mental health was this stark realization that... Um, all, like mental, like you said earlier, Brandy, mental health is something that all of us have. And it's something that just like our physical health, we can exercise and get better and better at. And mental illness is something just like physical illness that just happens. It's not anybody's fault. It's not predictable. It's just something that happens. And in our culture, there's so much stigma around mental illness that when you get one, you feel like it's your fault and you feel ashamed and you feel like you're not a strong person. And so um, with Art with Impact, what I really wanted to do was put together opportunities for young people, high school students and college students, to use their creativity to explore their own mental health. And whether they have a mental illness or not, you can use art to explore your mental health because your mental health is how you see the world. It's how you, just as you were saying earlier, it's, it's all of the sort of inputs you give to yourself on how to frame the reality around you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I'm, you know, when you're talking about the stigma, um, I know that there's kind of two different types of stigmas that are associated, um, with mental health. I mean, there's the perceived stigma when, when, um, you kind of, 
internalize what you think people are thinking about you while you're going through this. And then there's obviously the social one that we talk about all the time. But you've talked about bringing creativity into these young people's lives to express themselves. And I can't think of any better way for them besides talking to somebody and getting some help. But for them personally to take this stigma that's inside them, like their self-stigma that they've projected into themselves, and, and, and showcase that um, and express it through a video. So how does creativity from your side really combine with mental health? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think you put your finger on it. I think one of the things, that, so stigma is one of these gigantic cultural constructs that are even hard to understand what it means. So stigma is one of these words that we use a lot and don't always understand. So just, you know, for the sake of clarity, I'll, I'll describe the way I think about it, which is stigma and stereotypes are similar type of things, but they're different in that a stereotype can be positive or negative versus stigma, which is always negative. Um, and a stereotype, you can, you usually know it's not true about yourself. So a stigma is the same kind of thing. It's a generalization about people based on one thing about them. So when we're talking about mental illness, it's like, oh, it's, this person has a mental illness and therefore X, Y, Z. But um, it's, almost, it's always negative. It's incorrect. And the other piece that's really, really dangerous about it is what you pointed out is that we believe it ourselves. When it's a stereotype, you can have any sorts of stereotypes. Of, I'm a, a blonde lady. You can just, you know, there's lots of less stereotypes around blonde ladies. But I know that they're not true for me. But when it comes to stigma, I might think that it is. I might think that the reason I have depression is because I just not wasn't thinking more uh, positively enough. And so that's really this big difference. So bringing creativity into stigma is really challenging the status quo. It's saying, I don't want to believe this untruth anymore. I'm going to question what's around me. I'm going to question what's even inside me that's been put there by our culture, telling me that I'm not good enough because of something that I have no control over whatsoever. That's awesome. Um, is the, I've, I've watched quite a few of the the, the small films that you have um, with your project. Could you give everyone the website and, and how to follow again just so that they can reach out and maybe share some of those amazing documentaries and videos with people in their lives that this might positively affect? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So our website is artwithimpact.org. And... If you look at, we have two different types of videos that you'll see on the, on the, on the website. First of all, anybody, anybody listening right now who wants to make a short film about mental health issues is more than welcome to submit it to our, to our website. And what will happen is that it goes into a competition. There's a competition every single month where people who are mental health professionals, people who are filmmakers, and people who are college students, we have a rotating panel, um, come in and they watch the films and they jury them. The winner goes into our permanent film collection. So you'll see on the website a thing that says the, uh, the Olive Film Collection. And that's our permanent collection that we're building up over time. And those are the films um, that are basically, you know, used in all of our workshops in colleges and high schools. But there's hundreds of other videos on there as well that have just been submitted by people. So there's lots and lots of content and you can comment on it and you can rate them. And there's just lots of interactive ways to engage with it. That's amazing. Is there is there one video that really, um, I know they're all very emotional and they all get right to my gut when I've watched them. Is there one that really, really spoke to you in any particular way that you want to you want to endorse or call out? <laughs> well, my personal mental, the mental illness that I live with is depression. And so whenever there's films that are about depression, I always 
you know, can relate very strongly to them. We have a film that entered our library pretty early on called Always Hope, which is just beautiful. It's about, um, it's, there's no words in it. It was created by a British filmmaker, so, um, so when Americans first watch it, it's confusing because they're driving on the road. But it's a guy who's driving down the street and he sees somebody standing on a bridge. And all of us see these kinds of things every day that could mean nothing or it could mean everything. And in this story, the guy decides to pull over his car and stop and see if he can help. And he does. And, you know, he saves a life. And I think that that sort of message that all of us can be part of this ecosystem of caring reach out and help one another is, is just really empowering. Um, do you know a, a gentleman named Stephen Fry? Are you familiar with him? The British comedian? Yes. Yes, yeah. I don't know him uh, personally, so. No. <laughs> he did that film on his own struggles with, um, with bipolar and manic depressive, and he talks a lot about it, and he's really well educated, and he's got a, I, I always, people always ask me what it's like when they're in their depression or, or when they're in their manic phases. And, and it, I mean, I've never been to those places before, but I've asked a lot of people as I've worked with different people around the world that, and they've tried to explain what that feels like when you get your deepest and darkest place. And, and, and because it's almost inexplicable and, and Stephen Fry gave a really interesting analogy and I'm just curious your take on it. Um, he said that mood is like your own personal weather. He says, if you go outside and it's raining, it's not you that's making it rain. It is mm. rain, it is real, and you cannot unthink the rain. You can't mm. say, I'll lock it off, and then it'll be sunny. The weather will make up its own mind. The two mistakes are either to deny that it's raining, when it clearly is, and the other mistake is to say, it's raining, it will never stop, and the sun will never come out again. Therefore, my life is over, and that's it. Because we all know that in terms of the weather... The rain can be a damn nuisance, but the sun will come out one day. Does that, does that kind of... Love it. I mean, I think that's a very nice, mindful way of thinking about it. I would argue that with our mental health, we fortunately have more control than over the weather, um, especially with early intervention and prevention. So for 75% of the mental illnesses, they begin presenting symptoms before the age of 25, and if you can catch a mental illness before it goes out of control, you can really minimize the amount of symptoms you'll have over the course of your life. So unlike the weather where the storm can just get out of control without you having any, you know, with, there's nothing you could have done, in the case of mental illness, there actually is things you can do. And so being aware of what symptoms to look out for in yourself and in people that you care about can mean the difference between you know, skipping the whole section of suicidality, which most of us with depression have gone through. You know, there's, there's lots of hope, especially with early intervention. Beautiful. I really so, appreciate it. So, sorry, Carrie, I was just going to say, like, in, in it, with everyone we've talked to, one of the, the key components seems to be um, talk to somebody. You're not alone. I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like, you know, everybody thinks that they're the only person going through it and if they just open up even just a little bit like you don't have to to run a marathon you just have to take that first step and then take another step and just seems like um you know that is such a a common theme here that we're hearing is Mm. is just talk to somebody you're not alone because i know when i've when i've gone through my own stuff um you know and, and then you finally get the courage to open up you find more than not people say, 
oh, I, I totally get that. I'm going through the same thing or I can, I can relate. So it's really cool to hear that and what you're doing is um, helping, especially teenagers, to just open up. When you're saying they have to deal with that, they have a much greater chance of dealing with it if it, if it happens early on. So that's, hmm. am I hearing that right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, early intervention is just science. It's the, it's the exact same as physical as physical health. When you catch things early, you've got better outcomes. But and this is this is one of these pieces of data that is pretty well proven. It's pretty standard across around the world. One in five people at any given time have a mental illness right now. It's something like between the numbers on this one is less less con- concrete, but it's something between thirty and forty percent of people in their lifetime will have a mental illness. But right now. Because they come and go, right? It's not, it doesn't, not all mental illnesses are chronic. Some of them are what doctors call acute. So they come and then they go. Um, and so right now, one in five people. So that's, that's so many. That means for sure you know somebody. Mm-hmm. But a recent survey that, that we were a part of showed that only 75% people, 75% of people know that they know somebody who's had a mental illness. So that shows how quiet we all are that we don't talk about it. And that includes family members. And given that one in five people have a mental illness, 100% of us know somebody or either have one, have one on, our, on ourselves. Thanks again for being on the show, Carrie. I really appreciate it. I, I'd love, I'd have you on every week if I could. I just love what you're doing. And um, uh, we're going to put all the links to Art with Impact on the website as well. Again, it's artwithimpact.org. If anyone wants to reach out and submit anything or watch any films, uh, always hashtag movies for, and that's the number four mental health. Thanks again for being with us, Carrie. And when we come back, it's Mr. Do It Yourself teaching us something new this week. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you. Yeah you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Museums are great places to work and wonderful places to visit. But are they essential? How can we improve our museum practice so that museums remain vital and essential players in society? Listen for Museum Life with host Carol Bossert, where each week we'll discuss timely and topical issues of concern to the museum community. Museum Life can be heard live every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right, we got Mr. Do-It-Himself, you and Cameron. And where are you right now in the world, darling? Aloha! (laughs) Brandy, Uh, I am sitting here in, yes, yes. I didn't know you also spoke Spanish there, Kevin. (laughs) Yeah, right. I am sitting tight. I had to come back in from the beach where I'm a block away in Maui, Waui, Hawaii. Uh-oh. And I am so excited and pumped to be here with Global Teen Wealth and all of you handsome people, especially you, Brandy. Thank you. <laughs> now, as I had talked to everyone about yesterday or last week, where my goal here is to bring back the common sense that's not so common, I'm actually not going to be teaching anyone here anything new today, but I want to go over stuff that is kind of old-fashioned. Uh, before I get to that, I want to check in and see that all my listeners were making their bed this week. <laughs> I hope that they were. And parents, I hope that you were being tough on your children and <laughs> seeing that this structure would help empower them to have more freedom to do other things and space for creativity. And I'm curious as well, all those who did try and take on the challenge to make your bed this week, if it became easier. And once you'd made your bed, that there was maybe a cleanliness in your mind and a little, ah. Uh, that just came out, and I hope so. And I hope you continue this week to start your day with some structure and make your bed. That's my dad's speech for the day. <laughs> now, moving on, uh, Stacy earlier was talking eloquently about the importance of friendships, and Evan talked about community and how this helped with breaking down the stigmas in mental health. And it's strikes me the importance of friendship and building and maintaining those to help. And for those of you out there who are suffering, one of the best goals to help yourself would be building and maintaining and instigating any friendships that you can out there. Even if there's ones, as Stacy said, that you don't trust yet to talk to about your issues, building and maintaining friendships are going to be so important for you. And it's going to be very subtle. And something I want to discuss and give everyone a challenge to this week is to try and scale back and look into how you used to wish somebody happy birthday. Who are the people that you wish happy birthday? Obviously, your friends. I ask, it's a lot harder nowadays, it seems, with the advent of technology to be more personable about it. I mean, Kevin, how good are you at writing birthday cards? (laughs) Well, when was the last time I wrote a birthday card? I can't even remember anymore. Exactly. So I'm going to make two missions because we all have lots of friends that are close and we have even more friends who maybe aren't so close. And all of us, of course, have reminders that come off of Facebook or whatever you have all the birthdays coming up this week. If you have someone that you know and their birthday is coming up this week, I challenge you, please, to take, if you have their phone number, call them. Give them a quick call. It takes 90 seconds to two minutes. Just a quick call to say, hey, I just want to call and wish you a happy birthday. And then if you're not busy or have no plans with them that day because they're a distant friend, ask them what they're up to. And then if you don't want to do stuff with them because you really aren't that personal to them but you want to build this friendship, say, hey, I got to go because you're a bit nervous and push yourself off saying, I just want to but end by saying, I just want to make or wish you a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. And Brandy, how often do you make birthday cards? Um, I, 
<laughs> we're getting called out here yeah yeah we are i i you know what you and i love what you said because i always try whenever i'm making a gift of some sort to make it something special into somebody's heart i can't afford to buy them a lamborghini right now i will soon with grant's help but uh just 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 personalizing things and i really appreciate that you shared that because you remind well, me put it on if, credit card, if you're if you're giving out lamborghinis soon i'm going to make sure i maintain your friendship brandy yeah that's right Send her yes, a card. you'll be getting a birthday card. card in the mail. <laughs> no problem. That's when it's appropriate, I'll check my Facebook calendar for that. It was just in December. It wasn't it just like in December or January? Which mine? What? Yeah. Oh, no- November. November. See, I, I was close. Love you though. Yeah. That's right. Interest so, in there, but um, for, for I got one one more quick challenge. For those close friends, make them a birthday card. And my favorite trick for making a funny, easy birthday card is taking one that's out of season. If you're wishing someone happy birthday, give them an Easter card. Oh, I love it. Christmas card. Take a felt pen or a regular pen and just scratch out all their other wishes and write in your own little thing. And you don't even have to be funny. You just got to write in the appropriate thing and your friend is going to love you. If you're feeling nervous about building I a friendship. I you and it's hilarious. Isn't it, it really great? And it's is. so easy. If you're nervous about building friendships, it's important to all of you out there who are having issues with mental health. And to get around the stigma, you need friends to trust and do this. Start wishing people quick little honest birthdays and you'll see how quickly your friends grow and how, how much the friendship strengthens. I appreciate that, guys. So we got to wrap up the show, but we did get a text message in from one of our listeners and they made a great point. If you... You can be looking around and there's people walking around and uh, you may not know that they have cancer because they don't look sick. Mental illness is the same thing. People think that you have to look sick to be sick. There are people out there that are struggling all the time. So before you say harsh words or judge, remember that you don't know what they did that morning or, or what's going on in their lives. So always try and be nice. Always try and be kind. And uh, I just want to let you know the movie of the week this week is A Beautiful Mind, story of John Nash. Um, definitely check it out. It's a great movie about mental health. Uh, the book, this one's for the young people out there. It's called How to Help Your Hurting Friend by Susie Schellenberger. And we'll put it up on the website as well. It's a good way that if you think your friend might be struggling with something, but you're not sure how to approach it, you can do that. And we do have to shout out our hero of the week. I've got two this week. I'm not going to tell your stories, but your beautiful people have reached out to me in times of need and made me a better person. So to Kat and Brendan, I love you both and you will always be in my hearts and you make me a better person who's gonna fight for you and everybody else every day for the rest of my life. I love you guys, challenge yourselves to go out there, make those cards, love your friends, love your family and speak to somebody and reach out if you need help because we're here and we're, we're fighting for you no matter what, okay? Yeah, remember you're not alone and Brandy, what an amazing show. It was pretty good, Kev. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, that was awesome. Um, Do you know what's coming up next week? Next week, we've got a lot of great stuff. Um, Lots of of big surprises. If anyone wants to text in any comments, questions, we are giving away a couple books this week as well. Remember to text 707-200-6368. Text the word HEALTH and your email, and we'll get you some cool prizes. And thanks for the person who texted in. I love you as well. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show.